This is a podcast from the Business Times. Hi everyone. I'm Genevieve Kuo, wealth editor of the Business Times and host of this podcast Wealth with BT. Today we're going to talk about family wealth and how to enhance it for generations and still keep family relations warm and cohesive. Family ties are after all even more important than wealth itself. Every culture has a saying that wealth doesn't last past three generations. The first generation builds it, the second generation maintains it, and the third fritters it away. Yet there are famed successful business families here in Singapore and elsewhere in Asia that have managed to keep their wealth and businesses thriving across multiple generations. What's the secret of successful families? You may be surprised to find that one secret isn't investment related and starts with something intangible. In this episode, we have a guest to discuss how wealth can be sustained for generations. She's Antonia Hui, who founded and is the Singapore head of a multi-family office. I'll give some background on her in just a few seconds. It's often said that we're in the midst of the largest wealth transfer in history. In the US alone, an estimated 84 trillion US dollars in wealth is expected to pass down to younger generations over the next 20 years. The estimates of the wealth transfer in Asia Pacific range from 10 trillion to 15 trillion US dollars. Yet based on surveys, many families are unprepared. For example, A survey by UBS finds many unresolved issues. A third of respondents say there are conflicts with other heirs. And nearly half said fear of appearing selfish was a big barrier to communication. I'd like to briefly distill some observations and insights I've picked up from my interviews with business owners and advisors over the past years. The first insight is a memorable one. from Professor Annie Ko who was with the Singapore Management University many families worry about the curse of being rich curse in quote marks the first generation she said built the business from nothing they want their children and future generations to internalize this important value that they are not just owners but also stewards of wealth but more than just wealth They are also stewards of family values. If you look up the definition of stewardship, it means to be a guardian or trustee. Second, to serve as stewards of family values. Families need to communicate those values. This sounds simple enough, but may not be so simple as families grow in number and begin to live overseas. Family elders typically personify the traits of diligence and hard work. Families who get together and reminisce about their parents' experiences and values will help to cement and pass on these values for future generations. Third, families who manage to stay together and grow their businesses have a merit-based system for younger generations who wish to join the business. They also accommodate those who do not wish to serve in a business role but may wish to serve by giving back to the community. You'll find that here in Singapore, Founding fathers of famous business families are big supporters of education, especially for the less privileged. Education is empowering and gives people a leg up. Philanthropy, 
and a commitment to give can really serve as a glue for families and convey their values. Fourth, business families who thrive are open to new ideas and directions put forth by the second or third generation. I've interviewed quite a few such families for our quarterly wealth publication in the Business Times. It's really impressive how younger generations manage to turn around a dying traditional business into one that is modern, sustainable, and yes, very innovative. Now I'd like to turn the conversation to our guest in the studio, Antonia Hui, who will share with us a secret for building multi-generational wealth. Antonia was a private banker for around three decades before she co-founded an asset management and advisory firm for entrepreneurial families called AL Wealth Partners with her partner and husband, Leonardo Drago, in 2007. Earlier this year, AL Wealth was acquired by U.S. wealth manager called LT Tiedemann Global. LT has assets under management and advisory of $65 billion U.S. dollars. Antonia is the firm's head of Singapore and herself the passionate advocate of philanthropic causes like dementia care and anti-human trafficking. Thank you for joining us, Antonia. Thank you for having me. On the issue of enhancing wealth for generations, most advisors tend to focus purely on investments. Why is it important to talk about the meaning or purpose of money? How do you think this helps families? I'm not sure whether I know the secret, but I can only share with you what I have worked with and what I have witnessed. I think the industry, in terms of advising for family, especially in managing the wealth, are full of very smart, intelligent person. So there is a tendency that we look at the technical part and the return. But most importantly, a lot of clients overlook one very important part. What this money means to you. Is it a tool? Or it is something much bigger than that. Is it a representation or symbol of your success? Or it is a legacy that your family want to perpetuate? If these questions are not being asked, then you're only a job half done. So that's why the importance of having these questions answered and set out a proper purpose or intention with this money is actually make it whole. What sort of questions do you reckon that you would like to pose for clients? First of all, we have to ask the client, in this stage of your life, do you think you have enough for yourself, for your family, or for the generations to come? And what is your intention to have more money? And what relationship with the money? And your family, what's the relationship with this money? Once you have those questions being asked, often do you find the client starting taking a step back and reflect on their life and then they realize that there's a lot of things missing and often they feel a lot of regrets regret of losing time losing opportunity to see the children growing up seeing them go to university and spending time with them just go on holiday in summer and taking them back during christmas and chinese new year is not enough there's a lot more to do than with that so when you ask clients the question of why or the purpose of their wealth or capital, how do you think this helps families who think very long-term across generations? I think a lot of time people plan and spend the whole waking hour planning ahead for the next generation for themselves. But when they're doing the planning, they're very much looking at whether do I have sufficient to maintain the quality lifestyle now. However, you can plan all those ahead. 
But at the end of the day, if you don't take care of what is happening pleasant, there's nothing will have a future because you cannot predict the future. So the important thing is to figure out what you're doing now is in the right way and the right path. Then the future is half taken care of, if not three quarter taken care of. That's why if you are starting now and looking into the way how you create the wealth, the way how you have a relationship with this wealth, which would be very important for the relationship with the family and the community that you are in, taking care of yourself, and then you will be able to look ahead what can be done for the future. From a family perspective, starting early and starting your children young to have that understanding, the importance of what's value of money to you or to a family, and most importantly, the responsibility towards the other people who perhaps this wealth was created from. Still to come, how Antonia and her partner made the commitment to purposeful wealth and how you can get started. The International News Media Association held its annual World Congress in May this year in New York, attracting leadership from news media companies in 50-plus countries and included a conference, workshops, study tours, and awards. Associate Editor, Product, The Business Times, Christopher Lim, attended as well. What did we learn? Find out in the latest episode of Editor's Talk. Out on July 3rd. Proudly produced by the Business Times Podcasts team. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. So Antonia, you and your own family have explored and implemented this concept of purposeful capital. What has this experience been like for you? How did you go about deciding the cause or causes that you want to support? Well, I originally born from a very poor family background and has a very challenging childhood and adulthood. When I come to meet with my husband, he comes from a very different family background. Not that he doesn't need to actually work for his well-being, but he comes from a different angle because his father say, even though we have money, you have to earn every single dollar to basically understand what's the value of money. For me, I learned value of money at the age of six. My father did not put me to school because he doesn't have money. So I have to walk to factory to knock on the door to ask for a job to put myself and my sister through my primary and the secondary school. That teach me what value of money means and how when you are financially independent, you can actually control your own destiny. And from that experience, when I'm being blessed with the situation now I have, even though I have no children, as I believe in, there's a whole bunch of people in my whole life has been giving me this opportunity. I feel that it is my responsibility to find a way to give back to them. Not out of the sake of being charitable, but out of the sake of that I believe if I'm able to give the same opportunity to another me, the world would be very different and be better. So that's why I started talking about this to, with my husband. And we're trying to understand how we can do it with intention. So we chance upon my current company that is a thought leadership in this particular aspect. So that's why we consulted them, engaged them to basically look at how we can have this journey. But my big questions of trying to discover what that means to me, 
how does it actually tangibly make a difference in what we intend to do? So they take us through a whole discovery process to ask the question, why? What matters to me? What causes speak to you? And how do you want to make it workable? And what kind of feedback that make you feel that you can motivate and continue to do it? So for the whole exercise, we decided they share the same value and they share the same desire. So that's why we decided to set up our own impact portfolio with them. We want to create the kind of return we can use to do philanthropy, helping the community, helping the causes that we want to. For example, Leo and I are very strong in believing in helping health and well-being. What is the issue now is not just our poverty, but there's a lot of ignorance about what we eat that actually have brought ourselves to a situation that we have fatal disease, chronic disease. Why are we all having this problem of suffering health issue and destroy our quality of life, completely ruin us financially, maybe even mentally and financially bankrupting our family to even possibly the country's social system? And because of that, we believe there is a strong need to start a proper research that can support and advocate a program that can help the nation and the people to understand how they can live properly so that they can retain the quality of life. And most important, when they get older, they don't suffer from all this disease. So that's why we tell the Impact Portfolio team to basically look at these causes and help us to find investment opportunity. People who are actually engaged into this, either a startup or even somebody who already have done that, have proven the concept so that we can allocate the capital to these people. And in the meantime, to try to make a reasonable and responsible market return that can continue to fund this ability. And for those people who are very, at the beginning, but have a great idea and we think it's workable, we deploy our capital as a catalytic capital that can help to build the capacity and drive them to make that become a successful reality. And that's why we feel that our money or the wealth has a purpose. I think a lot of people maybe vaguely feel they want to do something, but don't really know how to go about it. So could you share some pointers for families? How do they get started in this process or journey? I think the first thing to do is take a step back. We always start with questions. It's a self-reflection questions. First of all, do you think you have enough? And is it enough for your family and for the next generation to come? So what is your intention to spend your next waking hours to try to make more dollars and make more money? And what is your responsibility and the relationship with this money? Are you going to use this as a tool to help others or to achieve more things? And while you're achieving this thing, what is the impact you have made in people's life, in the community, in the environment? What is your responsibility as a human being? So once you have all those questions, then you say, okay, what really speaks to you from your heart that if you have a free hand and not trying to make another return, what return means to you? So you're only looking at quantitatively or you're actually looking at how it can enrich your soul, enrich your relationship with your family, and also be able to help many more other people in the community or to create an environment that everybody can help themselves in this world so that you will feel that you are not only the person that who stood out to benefit everything. All these questions, once you have answered, you start thinking, I should have a plan. 
how to allocate my assets, who is going to get involved into it, what kind of structures should be put in place, should we actually engage external experts or collaborate with other people who are like-minded, how to go about it. So it's a journey that actually Leo and I has gone through. We come to the point that we are lucky, we meet a whole bunch of people, especially in Singapore, it's a very philanthropic environment. There's a lot of like-minded people. So we belong to a group of philanthropies. They help us to learn and understand. And we share a lot of courses together. We garner our capital together to make the difference because each one of us can only do this much. But if we join forces together, we can move the needle. Thank you, Antonia, for joining us today. You're most welcome. Thank you. That's it for this episode. I hope you've picked up food for thought. Wealth gains meaning when it has a purpose, and this purpose will of course differ for every family. I hope you begin to have meaningful conversations with your family. Until the next episode, thank you for listening. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.